Hey, check out the sponsor for the video. Check out the links in the description. Hey guys, I just got my free sample and shaker cup for the Dubby's energy pack drink. So this is me trying it. I just got it from my PO box and I'm just gonna try and see how it was. Um, let's just take a look at what I got, the samples that I got. As you can see, I have the um, peach, um, the beach and peach. I have the dub sludge, the dragonade, and also galaxy grenade. I don't know which one I'm gonna do, and I got the anime cup to like get the package. <sighs> let, let, I'm gonna try for my afternoon energy boost. Now I'm about to mix my new dubby pack with Dragonberry. We're gonna see how this tastes. Mm, not too bad. I think I'm gonna sip on this for the rest of the day. I've, it's about three hours till I get off of work and we're gonna see how this actually makes me feel. So small little correction. I actually had the Galactic Grenade earlier. Tastes actually awesome. And um, didn't get the jitteries, I actually drank it over an hour long period and I still got enough energy enough mental focus I guess this is good to go so YouTube oh yes 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 funny you mentioned that Joe, Joe because I'm looking to retire from my current job as quickly as possible it's funny because YouTube is a platform where it's and as the video we're going to go into, <clears throat> it isn't as reliable as a lot of people will think. However, however, it may even be more reliable than my job because I got an email about a month ago saying how, oh, we're going to help support the call center by hiring 60 people outside of the country. And when I first saw it, <clears throat> I was just like, yeah, they about to get it. They about to give us our walking papers, which is fine. <clears throat> I don't mind the my walking papers from this shit ass job that I have right now. <coughs> but 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 could I replace it between YouTube and my art? I don't know. And quite frankly, is it worth trying? Let's listen to this video and see exactly what can actually be determined by the instantification of YouTube, shall we? YouTube is getting worse, and that's because it has to. It's not just you imagining things. YouTube is forcing people to turn off their ad blockers, recommending bad content, removing user feedback, allowing progressively worse advertisers on their platform, and trying to keep up with every new trend in video. I hate to be- y Yeah, no, uh, the whole, okay, I like softcore porn as much as the next person that that can see real porn. I mean that, you know, I, I, I like watching softcore porn. Sex is fun to me to watch. However, the whole whisper in somebody's ear and make them feel like something is crawling up their motherfucking neck. No, that shit don't turn me on at all. But let's continue be the one to tell you but it's not going to get better from here i get that they're not removing the button apparently the button's still gonna be there 
but it's not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, YouTube has confirmed that it is experimenting with blocking some users with ad blockers enabled from watching. Yeah, so if you don't know the recent dis discourse, YouTube is actually starting to block ad block and is um, <clears throat> Louis Rossman, who is kind of a libertarian, actually like to say that they're looking for instead of trying to go out and find new revenue, they're looking for changing the couch. And <clears throat> that's leaving YouTube in a bad situation. And so, yeah, it's not looking good for YouTube, but let's go. Watching videos on the platform. The update from YouTube is that the dislike button is staying, but the dislike counts will now be private. This video is not the billionth episode of YouTuber Complains About YouTube. Instead, I want to look at the four business fundamentals driving decisions that is already making the platform worse for creators and viewers. My own controversial opinion on this is that YouTube has become trapped actually paying creators too much, which is a really dumb thing to say as a full-time YouTube creator. So, really, <clears throat> are YouTubers being paid too much? Are they? I mean, like, if I want this to replace my job, um, and if you want to actually help, you can actually always um, subscribe to my Patreon or my Twitch, YouTube memberships. I got all type of shit. <laughs> oh, please, YouTube kept pulling, so the tick, uh, uh, tick removal uh, videos in my feed. Yes. We're just talking about the financial decisions right here, Joe. We're not talking about the social ramifications because YouTube can't be held responsible for that shit. Safe harbor, harbor protections and everything, right? Let's go, let's go. But by the end of this video, you might just agree with me. YouTube has monopolized the online video sharing market. The runners up, TikTok, Facebook, Billabilly, and Twitch don't even come close in terms of total engagement. Wait, Billabilly, like that's, I only know that as like a anime platform. Oh shit, is it a real social media platform? Oh shit, okay. All right, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, okay. Okay, let's let's just let's, let's just let's go. Of these companies, only Meta's Facebook competes with YouTube's core offering of user-generated video on demand. But that is secondary to Facebook's core functionality of keeping up to date with what the boomers are angry about. So yeah, this is actually really really true. Most of the videos on on demand content that you see on Facebook are just like people doing like live videos. Um, I think I may actually like extend my like if you follow the channel long enough you'll know that I actually have had um my um I've had my you know live streams linked to Facebook and yeah I'm still gonna actually do it. I'm gonna continue to do it but um I need to pay for the restream that right now money is looking a little bit funny. <laughs> Alright let's go let's go. But yeah, no, it's a great way of expanding. And Facebook actually has a great monetization system for people that stream games live. Um, but they're just not known for it. In some ways, it's actually better than Twitch. But let's go. All of the other platforms operate in a niche, like short-form content on TikTok, live video streaming on Twitch, and servicing the Chinese market for Billy Billy. These sites don't compete with YouTube, but YouTube does compete with them. Months after TikTok started gaining market dominance, YouTube reacted by launching YouTube Shorts. And the site also competes directly with Twitch for live stream content. Having monopolized the market for video streaming, moving into these other niches was good. 
but it created the first reason why YouTube has to get worse. It's doing everything badly instead of one thing well. Despite its dominance, there are certain video categories that YouTube has failed dramatically to break into. Exactly. The biggest missed opportunity is premium paid content. YouTube operates by making a tiny amount of money off a massive amount of people. And that- Wait, why did she come out dirty like that? I'm, I'm so confused. I'm sorry, it's just like some of the videos that you see. Anyway, no, um, this is actually true. Like YouTube, their, their live streaming is actually great. Um, they, in a little bit, they kind of now have better discoverability than Twitch. Um, and also with the whole letting your um, subscribers know when you're live is actually a lot better than what you see with Twitch. But um, the email communication is just horrible. Um, but, 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 but it is getting better. But it'll never be the place for Twitch because, let's face it, Twitch has more of Twitch has more of the audience that Twitch actually has cultivated is a lot of left wing people. Like that's why their moderation is so is so moderation. So they they have a lot of left wing people. A lot of the right wing people either stayed on YouTube. Or just migrated back or got kicked off and went to even more extreme platforms that means the content on their site is necessarily low budget the largest creators on the platform may wow viewers with how much they spend on their videos but even mr beast is only creating something that is akin to a mid-budget reality tv show exactly. he also produces less content than a similar show that would air on traditional media outlets because his videos are shorter and released less frequently so that's the thing YouTube did actually like it, it 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 made it where you it are the star. You're the TV. <coughs> but you get just like a mid budget reality TV show and then you just realize how fucked YouTube is as far as how much content put out. I try to put out three episodes or three live streams a week. And if I could, I would try to, you know, split those off to more of like at least a video a day but even still those aren't you know compared to like a nightly news commentary show it's nowhere near now if you have big production companies yeah like um you can actually <coughs> you can actually do it a little bit better but right now youtube can't compare to the uh, behemoth that um, network television is, or even just um, traditional broadcasters are. But let's continue. Paid subscription streaming services or cable TV stations bring in a lot more money on a per viewer basis than YouTube because everybody that uses their platform pays for it. A web-based service like Netflix also has an expense advantage over YouTube on their content side. Netflix has to pay more to produce or license its content, where YouTube gets it for free from people uploading to their platform, but in return, Netflix has a more curated library of high-value content. In a Bloomberg feature from 2013, the company revealed that it compressed its entire library of movies and TV shows into a 2.75 petabyte master catalog. 
That's 2,800 times a terabyte, which is how much storage most high-end personal devices have. Since that report, there's been no reliable updates to the actual size of the Netflix library, but the number of movies and shows offered has actually shrunk since then, compression has gotten better, and Netflix has not rolled out any new features like higher resolution that would... So that's interesting. Um, Netflix, when they were... I mean, like, we all heard the whole story about Netflix being in financial trouble and shit like that. But how much of it is actually just hype and how much of it is just like, yeah, we just don't want to pay these motherfuckers. They get rid of um, a lot of shows where are like a lot of fan favorites. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Netflix do be fucking up, but it's just like a lot of it is just like, is it them trying to cut costs or is it them are really in financial trouble? Or like what I suspect is... They're just trying to please the shareholders. But I don't know. But let's go. Demand more storage. YouTube has that much data uploaded to its servers every single day. Netflix and other streaming services pay for their content through licensing deals. YouTube pays for its content by handling billions of videos that will never get a single view so they can keep the tiny fraction of videos that do bring in revenue. Making a little bit of revenue from a lot of people is not as scalable as making a lot of revenue from a few people. Despite its undisputed market dominance, YouTube makes roughly one quarter of the revenue of Netflix, which operates in a market with roughly a dozen strong competitors. There are no new people left to sign up to YouTube. Everybody that wants to watch videos on the internet will already use it unless they live in a country where their access is restricted. When billions of gigabytes worth of data are being uploaded on servers every day, the only thing the company has left to do is switch from getting more users to getting more out of the users they have. The first way they did that was by offering more options. Now on YouTube, you can watch short form, live streams, and pay-per-view movies, in addition to regular user-made videos on demand that people typically came to YouTube to watch. There's only so much space on the site's home screen and recommendation sidebars, so all of these options are leaving less room for the stuff that people usually came to YouTube for. So that's actually really, really telling because what I get from that, they sunk a lot of cash into repurposing the Egyptian theater in Hollywood. I didn't know that. I know they, they actually did try to get a lot of their um, TV shows to be produced in um, um, where they actually try to get them into movie theaters, like for Oscar rating and shit like that. I know that is something that happened. So, yeah, I didn't know that they, um, that's what happened with some of the stuff that they did. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it would show their movies on weekdays showing the inside. But yeah, $50 million. <laughs> they could have bought like three Dave Chappelle's. Uh, no, no, that's just one Dave Chappelle's. Um, I guess one Dave Chappelle or three quarters of a Dave Chappelle with uh, inflation? With more competition than ever and less real estate on the site to fight over, even respectable creators have had to resort to clickbait thumbnails and videos that they know will do well. The site. I mean, like at least um, how money um, works is being honest. It they do clickbait shit, like they do. Um, but let's go. It is also fighting itself for parts of your screen that actually makes it money. For those of you brave enough to use YouTube without an ad blocker, the site has been trying to push larger banner ads into the limited screen space it still has left, only splitting people's attention even more. For those of you who do use an ad blocker, don't feel too smug just yet. 
because it's time to learn how money works to find out why YouTube has to get worse. This week's lesson is sponsored by Trade Coffee. Now, I know you probably already know this by now, but I drink a lot of coffee in order to keep up with all the work I'm doing on this channel and my newly launched newsletter, Compounded Daily. But I've been sticking with the same... So, I wonder, and this is, um, this is just me, I'm not speculating, I'm just speculating, I'm not saying, um, saying one way or the other. So, this channel, I watch it, um, it was another channel I watched watch called Business Basics, and it kind of was... The way they put the way first started, it started off like it seems like it was just one person doing it. Then it started to seem like it was more of a content farm than anything. Like, um, they, I don't know, and I'm not saying this creator per se, but it seems like a lot of creators, they um, they get a big channel, start hiring a lot of staff, and then they um, I don't know lose the plot I don't, I don't know i'm i'm not you know the whole illuminati thing kind of like kind of like may put a lot of stuff in perspective i should say let's go coffee for a while i mostly just drink the same boring coffee just to get me going but now since i've been using trade coffee my old coffee just seems gross and disgusting Trade Coffee has made coffee exciting again, connecting me with over 450 coffees from over 55 roasters including dark roasts, espressos, blends, and rare roasts. Their matching algorithm curates the perfect coffee match for you based on your taste preferences. For example, I enjoy a dark roast with a comforting and rich taste, so Trade matched me with Mother Tongue Coffee's Nebula Dark Roast, and it was incredible. One thing I've learned very quickly is fresh coffee is better coffee, and the coffee will always be shipped within 48 hours of being roasted. Get a free bag of coffee with any subscription. All right, I'm letting their ad play because, I mean, like, I like their channel and I don't want to, like, seem like I'm just stealing content, but, yeah, usually I would skip through this ad. Um, but, um, yeah, um, I'm, I was never a coffee drinker myself. I don't know. I, 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 I do enjoy the shit out of tea like man give me, give me some tea any day of the motherfucking week but let's go subscription purchase by going to drinktrade.com forward slash how many works with free shipping customizable plans and anytime cancellation trade is making it easier to discover better coffee youtube does have a premium subscription service that costs 13.99 a month yeah it was up from 11 yeah yeah up from 11 13.99 up from 11 but let's go which is more expensive than the cheapest netflix plan which is 6.99 a month with ads but cheaper than their standard plan which is 15.49 a month which would be the most fair comparison because one of the biggest perks of youtube premium is the elimination of ads mm -hmm. youtube premium is actually a great service and despite a common misconception it still helps creators because google splits premium revenue with creators the same way they split ad revenue but it remains very unpopular with less than 1% of users paying for a premium subscription to use the site because people are less likely to pay for something they are used to getting for free. And that's why the second reason YouTube has to get worse is all about the content. Most of the content you watch will be made by the top 1% of creators. According to the analytics firm Pex, less than 12% of videos uploaded to the site get more than 1,000 views and only 0.77% of videos uploaded get over 100,000 views. So yeah, my videos are in that um, less than, um, <coughs> what is that, less than, um, I, I don't get any play.
at ho ho ho. But yeah, we're still trucking, we're still driving. By the way, like, share, subscribe, and if you're watching the live stream, hit that like button. All right, let's go. The report also discovered that those videos which accounted for less than 1% of total uploads received 75% of all viewership. Creators making these videos consistently are doing it as at least a full-time job, and some make it a full-on business with employees helping them to make videos. The people you watch most are financially dependent on your viewership, so when the platform they built their audience with changed its business strategy from getting more users to getting more money out of existing users, the creators had to follow suit. Advertisers can now more carefully select exactly who they want to target with YouTube with their ads. But since YouTube, through a Google account, doesn't actually collect much information about their users directly, they have to figure it out based on what they are watching. Certain, safe, advertiser-friendly niches now attract a lot more money than they have ever before as YouTube becomes a more mainstream advertising platform. But a lot of creators in other content niches are getting no revenue at all. <coughs> I need to do the Jerry Springer thing. Oh god, no. I, I don't like that much drama. I just do not like that much drama. Um, well, okay, I, I lied. I love that much drama. I just don't partake in it because I would become addicted to that much drama. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I will become addicted to that much drama. Um, that's just me. But um, yeah, no, I I get it. I get it. But um, <coughs> I'd rather do streams where I'm being myself instead of like being like crazy or just being just totally fucking insane. Oh man. You don't have to feel sorry for me, but my other channel, How History Works, does really well, getting about 50,000 views or more per video. But since most of history is pretty dark and advertisers don't want their brand associated with dark content, there is no way that anybody would be able to live on the revenue from that channel. Huh. Charlie Munger, the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, said that in business, if you show me the incentive, I will show you the outcome. YouTubers have been incentivized to make safer, longer, more advertiser-friendly content, so they have reacted by doing just that. The channels that do make this kind of content have been greatly rewarded with more lucrative revenue shares and more valuable sponsorship deals. This has enabled top creators to not only make content by hiring bigger teams, but also make content with a larger budget. Whether a bigger budget means better content, I will talk about soon. On the other hand, channels that don't make this kind of content won't make as much money and won't be able to create content as a full-time job and they certainly won't be able to hire people to help make more videos. So this naturally led to less of the kind of content that YouTube first became famous for. Yeah. Instead of making the risque and unrefined- So, in other words, advertisers wanted to make brand-safe content, which people are doing. They're making brand-safe content, but in the end, it's just caused YouTube to become more sterilized with, you know, brand-safe shit where YouTube was- originally content about you and how you wanted to like you know be the star and shit like that in videos the creators <laughs> that drive most of the engagement on the site have been rewarded by making copies of the cheapest programming you would see on television reality shows talk shows and news some of this content is very good and it's oh yeah no this this shit is cheap as hell i am a cheap bastard this is effectively a talk show, it's a commentary show, and you're watching me do live streams. Like, yeah, of course, I will agree to that. I don't think I would be able to do big budget shit, even like acting shit, along with working on my job and, you know, 
supreme editing. Like, I can barely get myself and my editor to uh, in sync to <coughs> be able to edit properly. There's a video that we did probably about two weeks ago that we still haven't put up because that just that outside of working and taking care of real life, that shit, this shit right now, don't make as much money. <coughs> it doesn't make us any money. But we persist because, you know, he wants to help out the channel and I want to leave my job. Well, let's go. It's impressive how far some creators can stretch their budget, but they still don't have the same resources as a program with dedicated funding. A lot of content has become the worst of both platforms. They have the safe formulaic nature of program television, but without the budget. Ask yourself honestly, if YouTube wasn't right there for free on your computer or in your pocket, how much of the content that you consume would you actually sit down on the couch at the end of the day and watch? That if you were much. brave enough, share your answers in the comments. And don't worry, my feelings won't be hurt if you wouldn't tune in to me weekdays at 6. In addition to pushing content that is easier to run commercial breaks on, YouTube is making it harder to avoid those commercial breaks altogether. Ad blockers are the most cost-effective way to browse the internet ad-free. But most legacy media companies like news publishers have started cracking down on this practice by introducing ad blocker blockers. YouTube, which is owned by one of the biggest tech companies in the world, could easily introduce the same restrictions to increase their revenue per user. But they haven't yet for two reasons. Less people than you would expect are actually using ad blockers. According to multiple surveys run by Business Insider Intelligence, HubSpot, and CNET, only about 40% of internet users are running an ad block extension on their browser. For wow. YouTube, it was easier to simply push more ads to the people that were not using ad blockers. The first reason is that it reduced audience pushback and made it less likely that another competitor would emerge to host the audience that wasn't willing to watch ads. From a commercial perspective, those viewers may have had a negative Look, I have a YouTube premium. I thought they was about to push an ad. I was like, what the fuck? I have YouTube premium. All right, let's go. Value, but maintaining a monopoly on content meant maintaining a monopoly on an audience as well. The second reason was because of the YouTube ads algorithm. You have all heard of the YouTube algorithm, which decides which thumbnails you are displayed. But you might not know that what ads get shown to you goes through a similar process. YouTube doesn't make money on ads until one of three things happens. The first thing is that you watch an ad for more than 30 seconds. The second is that you watch the entire ad if it is less than 30 seconds long. Okay. Or the third is if you actually click on the ad. If you skip the ad as soon as you can, YouTube does not charge the advertiser and no money is paid. The YouTube ad algorithm has a very simple objective, maximize revenue. That means it has to show you the ad that is paying the highest rate that is most likely to get you to watch the whole thing all the way through. So if you are wondering why ads have become so obnoxiously attention grabbing recently, now you know. Oh fuck. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad that I have a, um, YouTube Premium. I'm not gonna lie, I have a YouTube Premium for shit like that because I fucking hate ads. I have, the one thing that I don't have an ad, like I'm not, at free on is um hulu that's because i get the shit for free with my cell phone plan and i fucking hate ads um i have the netflix with don't don't have ads um i have crunchyroll that don't have ads and the sad part about it is if i didn't watch the shit i would like get rid of it but i guess let's go no viewers that use ad blockers were a small part of the audience that would make a lot of noise <laughs> and also be the least likely to engage with ad content in any meaningful way so there wasn't much of an advantage to banning their use. 
But now that YouTube is basically unchallenged, it's starting to change that policy by slowly blocking ad blockers in test markets before it rules it out worldwide. This is all a part of what the science fiction author and journalist Cory Doctorow coined as the enshittification of online platforms in an infamous article he wrote for Wired at the beginning of this year. According to Doctorow, new platforms offer useful products and services at a loss, as a way to gain new users. Once users are locked in, the platform then offers access to the user base to suppliers at a loss. And once the suppliers are locked in, the platform shifts surpluses to shareholders. Enshittified platforms, which act as intermediaries like YouTube does, between content creators and viewers, can functionally act as both a monopoly on services and a monopsony on customers, as high switching costs prevent either from leaving even when alternatives technically exist. Enshittification has happened to every new technology platform that offered a service that seemed too good to be true, and senior management at YouTube has a fiduciary duty to shareholders to make it happen here too. A controversial solution that is going to win me no friends amongst my fellow content creators is just to pay creators less. Currently, creators that are a part of the YouTube- So, this is, um, what's up, Icon? I saw your, uh, <clears throat> I actually saw your video. I'll be trying to catch as many of your videos as you can, man. One day we're going to have to have you on the channel just to shoot the shit. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I have Spotify, but that's because I li actually listen to music. Um, and um, it's certain mu music that's not on YouTube that I, I want to actually. It, it, I, you would think it'd be like bad music, but it, no, it's like certain music that is not on YouTube. And yeah, I, I actually... I have Spotify for that shit. <clears throat> to partner program, get 55% of net revenues from ads displayed on their long-form videos, and 45% of the revenue from the shorts ad pool prorated on their share of views. YouTubers are more stuck on this platform than viewers, and if people think of it as a place to share videos that they are proud of instead of a place where they can get rich, it'll greatly improve the content quality on the platform. It's that slow and steady approach that saved another one of America's most powerful companies in the world from not only one, but five market crashes. Only where YouTube has only been around for- No, go ahead, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy, enjoy, um, enjoy your day. And yeah, Netflix has ads. It's the cheapest plan, but they have ads now. They didn't turn it to Hulu. For 18 years, this company has survived for 154. So go and watch my new video over on how history works to find out how Goldman got its sacks. And remember, if you want to watch these videos dearly and get daily articles that will never be made into videos for YouTube, then subscribe to my new email newsletter Compounded Daily to keep on learning how money works. That was an interesting video. That was interesting. Um, like I said, it's actually... <coughs> pretty good it's pretty good and um yeah no i actually like watching how money works um uh, i i enjoy the channel but anyway guys um will the platform of youtube get better before it gets worse um can you still like make a living off of youtube is it still as like volatile as have is it still more volatile than having a real job Tune in next time if Crimson starts to get more than a thousand subscribers. <coughs> and you know what that means. Like, share, subscribe, and all that other good shit. Uh, we're going to cut this video segment here. I want to say thank you to all my Patreon supporters and my Twitch subscribers. Join the Guardians. Become a member or become a subscriber on YouTube, Patreon, and help support the channel. 
thank you for watching this video and the next one should be popping up on your screen subscribe and if you haven't checked it out and want to help out the channel check out my patreon thanks